0: Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide. With loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at arkansasarts.org. And by the Committee of 100 for the Ozark Folk Center, preserving Ozark folk culture since 1974 through music roots, craft apprenticeships, and the Heritage Herb Garden. Learn more at (laughs) ofc100.org.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll feature a collection of string bands and string band music, both traditional and modern, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park. Down in the vault, Ozark Highlands Radio producer Jeff Glover has discovered a fascinating recording from our early days. Also, in his segment Back in the Hills, writer, professor, and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins explores how to speak Ozarkian. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. A string band is an old-time music ensemble made up solely of string instruments. String bands were extremely popular in the 1920s and 1930s America and were the forerunners of modern country and bluegrass bands. Early old-time string bands were comprised mainly of a fiddle, a banjo, and acoustic guitar. They may have also been joined by other instruments including spoons, washboard, jug, harmonica, mountain or hammered dulcimer, auto harp, and bones. Eventually, other stringed instruments began to be added to the fiddle-banjo duo that was essential to dance music of the early United States. These other instruments include mandolin, double bass, or washtub bass. Such an assemblage of instrumentation became known simply as string band. Let's start off this week's show with a fine three-piece string band from right here in Mountain View, Arkansas, the Lazy Goat String
2: Band.
3: I met Scott in a fiddle workshop that Billy Matthews was teaching. Didn't even know he played guitar.
0: She was about nine years old.
3: I was nine, mm mm-hmm. And uh, we continued going to some of the same workshops, one that Alan Jabour taught, and I believe Samuel eventually took a banjo workshop at the same time Scott and I took a fiddle workshop. Mm -hmm. So we have this picture of all of us standing at this workshop together, and I really didn't know Samuel at all. I barely knew Scott. But well, we
4: just happened to all be th- standing,
3: just right there, right there, there together. Other, there was it was foreshadowing. It's weird, yeah. But years later, um, I needed a guitar player, and I heard Scott play guitar on stage here. And after he uh, got off stage, I said, "Hey, you know, I need a guitar player for a set in the next you know week or two. Would you play guitar with me?" And he said, "Sure. You know, do you mind if my son plays banjo with us?" Sure. So we practiced and had a blast, and then that was that. And
0: we're still having a blast. We had breakfast together before we came today and we've we've laughed the whole time. (laughs)
1: We've been listening to the Lazy Goat String Band. Fiddler Emily Lawless, Clawhammer banjo player Sam Blake, and Sam's father Scott Blake playing guitar. The Lazy Goats played a couple of great traditional tunes, John Brown's Dream and Old Joe. Next, let's hear from a string band with a very unique name made up of some local teenage musicians who call their group Possum Juice.
5: Well, if I go back to when I grew up, n- nobody in my family played music. Um, I think my brother later on did take piano on, but I never played anything until Kai took a banjo lesson when he was in when he was nine, and um, the instructor suggested that I go in and just listen to what she was doing, so we could when I came home we could you know work on it together, and. Um, by the end of the week, I decided I could do this. I can play this thing. It's real simple tunes that she was teaching us, but I decided I, I really like that, and I love the sound of the clawhammer banjo. I had briefly learned, tried to learn to play the three finger style in college, like for a semester. I learned one song and drove my roommate's batty, but um, but the clawhammer was sounded really nice. So. <laughs>
1: A couple of good tunes by Ozark youth band Possum Juice, a band that includes teenagers Elena Brewer, Oakley Smith, Kai Perry, and Kai's mom, and the band's chaperone, Judy Munn. In that set, we heard the traditional fiddle tune, Happy Hollow, and a tune written in 1935, Little Rock Getaway. Next, we'll hear from four young men from the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, who we featured on an earlier show, The Steel Wheels.
6: When the sun's sinking down I make my bed on the ground I feel lonely Lonely for my home When the night gets so cold
7: I think the difference now is that you anybody can hear any style, whereas like you know a couple of generations past, a, you, a particular style could be limited to a holler, a, you know, or a county. Or a county yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you, you especially think of maybe even more like West West Virginia and Southwest Virginia, mm-hmm. where the places truly were isolated and and songs got passed down through generations. That's changed a little bit, f- you know, for better or for worse. You, you can hear, you can go on YouTube and, and click on and watch the old videos or hear old scratchy recordings of, you know, these old masters and, but everybody can now hear different Mm. styles and learn and put their fingers to these old songs. And so, uh, there's not that direct lineage so much anymore, but the cool thing is like you can, you can pick and choose and genre walls kind of fall away a little bit and, and even, you know, different styles, uh, can meld. and, And so there's, there's a lot of movement that way but for better for us yeah i don't know <laughs> that's the way it is now yeah <laughs> yeah
6: no and eric has a particular style that's definitely informed by old-time music and i think you would say you're more of a maybe more old-time influence than bluegrass per se but as you've grown as a player you've definitely kind of created your own style in the midst sure. of that the pulls from those different
3: things it's sort of oh, people would... are watching you on youtube yeah yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. lord yeah. help us all yeah <laughs> um.
1: was the Shenandoah Valley progressive folk Roots string band, the Steel Wheels. It's about time for a short break. When we come back, we'll find out what has our producer Jeff Glover all wound up this week. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. You know, I've been looking for my uh, producer, Jeff Glover, today, and I don't know where he is. His old truck's out in the parking lot. Uh, You know, I'll bet he's uh, down in the vault. Let's go down there and see if we can find him. Jeff, are you down here?
0: Hey, how's it going, Dave? Good to see you. you. Man, I thought I'd never find you. Uh, There's a lot of stuff to hide in down here. yeah. Yeah, I can see
1: that. What are you doing today down here?
0: I was just looking around, you know, and uh, just checking a few things out, organizing a little bit, dusting, cleaning, doing things like that. And, um, you know, I found a, a box that has a whole bunch of different gospel tracks, And there's one in particular here by a couple of guys I've never heard of. I was wondering if maybe you'd heard of it. Uh, Lloyd and Floyd Armstrong.
1: Lloyd and Floyd. No, I don't think I've heard of them. I, probably twins, though. Here in the Ozarks, they tend to name Twins like that. It, it, up, where, up at Culp, up where I used to live, there were a couple of guys, Arvey and Harvey Branscombe. They were twins, and one of them was Harvey with an H, and the other one was Arvey with no H.
0: <laughs> kind of interesting. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But, but no, I have not heard of those guys before. When was this recorded? It's 1981. It's a track called Dust on the Bible.
1: Oh, gosh. Let's hear that one. All right, here we go.
4: Into a home one day to see some friends of mine. Of all the books and magazines, not a Bible could I find. I asked him for the Bible. When they brought it, what a shame! For the dust-covered door, if not a fingerprint was plain. Dust on the Bible, dust on the Holy Word, the words of all the prophets and the saints of our Lord. Of all the other books you'll find, there's none salvation whole get the dust off of the Bible and redeem your poor soul. bible dust on the holy word the words of all the prophets and the sayings of our lord of all the other books you'll find us not salvation hold get the dust off of the bible and redeem your poor soul we thank you thank you very much
1: well that's a great track uh... A pretty neat song, and, and, you know, I love their harmony. They remind me a lot of the Blue Sky Boys they used to record back in the 1930s.
0: Yeah, th- they sounded really, really good. I was really surprised when I heard it. I'm surprised that I didn't know who they were. I'm really surprised that you don't know who they are.
1: No, I actually was uh, on the road in 1981. I I wasn't here at that time.
0: Oh okay, all yeah. right yes, a good gospel track dust on the Bible is kind of a neat one that I haven't heard a lot and of course as you know, gospel's pretty important in the folk music realm. there's a lot of it and
1: in... absolutely particularly in the South and across the Ozarks.
0: yeah, yeah well, maybe uh, you know if somebody out there here hears this track and knows anything about Lloyd and Floyd Armstrong, you know give us a give us a jingle give us a ring let us know
1: yeah or or send us a message on our Facebook page. That's a great idea. Hey thanks, Jeff. I'll see you later on, okay. Absolutely. Good to see you, Dave. No show about Arkansas string band music would be complete without the mention of the next two bands. The band called Leatherwoods was named for a region of the Ozark Mountains that's now part of the Ozark National Forest. Leatherwoods has been a fixture of music in Stone County, Arkansas, for more than 40 years. Originally fronted by dulcimer player Gene Jennings, the band is now led by Gene's daughter, Pam. Here are a couple of classic tunes from this talented group of musicians.
8: Years ago, they had what they call play party tunes, and those were actually where they still would kind of, it was kind of like a square dance, but uh, they didn't have musical instruments. It was not right to do that years ago, you know? So this started out, I think, that way, and, uh, but um, it's called Fly Around My Pretty Little Miss, and we're gonna get the spoons out and see if they're tuned up. We'll keep, I washed them up really good after well good. supper. Perfect.
9: Higher yeah. up the cherry tree grab a rose of cherries, more you hug and kiss the girls more than wanna marry. Fly round my brilliant, missus, fly round my daisies. My pretty little miss, you almost drive me
8: crazy
9: Well Charlie, he's a good old guy, Charlie, he's a dandy Charlie, he's a good old guy, feeds him girls on candy Fly around my pretty little miss, fly around my daddy my frill and miss, you almost drive me crazy
8: grew up here, I was fortunate to know a lot of the old timers. You know, I would spend the whole day with Aunt Ollie Gilbert and she would tell me stories and she would teach me songs. And, uh, you know, she had all of her songs on a a roll of adding machine tape. And we'd go to shows and I could point and say, sing this song and sing that song. and (laughs) She knew all of them. And so... To me, that was part, you know, folk music is that you you learn from these people like mm-hmm. Almeida Riddle and Aunt Ollie Gilbert and Bookmiller Shannon and Seth Mize. And, and I was blessed to have mm-hmm. grown up and yeah. to have known all of those people. And uh, speaking of Leatherwoods, my mom actually formed Leatherwoods. Um, actually, thirty-something years ago, I was just really in diapers, such a small child.
9: <laughs> what a mess she yes, created, yes. too.
8: And, uh, this was one of her uh, most requested songs, and uh, I was looking around about. It. it was written by Sam McGee, I believe it's. And early on, Jim and Jesse had recorded this song, and also the Lewis family, who used to, who used to come through here a lot. Uh, it's a great tune called "When the Wagon Was New."
1: Mountain View, Arkansas, legendary string band, the Leatherwoods, playing a couple of their favorites, Fly Around My Pretty Little Miss, and a song written by Johnny Masters in 1951, When the Wagon Was New. Our next string band is one you can hear pretty often jamming on the courthouse square in Mountain View, the Upjumpers. In these next tunes, you'll hear an instrument not often associated with string bands, the cello, ably played by young Rebecca Poole.
10: Jumpers actually were started when we moved here first in '99. I was just learning to play fiddle, and Crystal McCool was my best friend. We started a family band together at that time. We were called the In It Mountain View Parlor Pickers. And we had our sons in it, her son Jared and my son Luke. And we played with them for years. As soon as we were able to crank out a few tunes, we faked it and became a band. The kids quickly became better than us and moved on to other kid bands and then they graduated, moved off and Crystal and I were then in an all-girl string band called Patchwork and had a lot of fun with that and when that group, every, most, a lot of the people moved off, we uh, started this new group Upjumpers because Lillianne had just started Music Roots. She was in fourth grade, just started banjo, and so she needed a band to be in. So she'd been playing three months when we started the Up Jumpers and uh, tried out for the folk center. And now again, she's better than all of us. the
11: <laughs> depart is away from his wars and his fighting. He has gone to a place he can take no delight in. He can splendor I'll go on with the wars like the great Alexander. He, he sees. when she sleeps and she
1: Mountain view arkansas string band the upjumpers playing married man's blues and the song bonnie on the isle of saint helena we've got lots more string band music for you in this week's show but after this break we'll get a lesson from author brooks blevins on how to speak ozarkian this is ozark highlands radio Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. This week, writer, professor, and historian Dr. Brooks Blevins explores the interesting vernacular of the people of the Ozarks. Here's Brooks.
12: My grandpa was a master at what some people might call mispronunciation. We'll just give it the euphemism non standard pronunciation. I like to think of it as a craft that he studied on, you might say. He was especially adept at mispronouncing state names. There were the obvious ones like California and Illinois. There were those two long names from which he simply extracted a syllable, Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana, but those were for amateurs. There was Washington and Idaho, Georgie and Canetuck, Ohio and Iowa, Michigan and Minnesota, and his purest creation, Virginry. I think he just preferred to pretend that anything north and east of Virginia wasn't really there. A linguist could explain a few of those, but others, I suspect, were simply the creations of one William Jennings Bryan Blevins, designed to elicit a playful protest from my aunt, who was not only the first in the family to graduate from high school, but the first to earn a doctorate. But most of Grandpa's speech patterns were pure Ozark, and while many of those characteristics likely had their roots in colonial America, some could be traced back to the British Isles, from which most of Grandpa's ancestors came. In the third of our series on How to Talk Ozark, let's go back in the hills to explore the old country origins of the dialect of the Upland South. Linguistic scholar Michael B. Montgomery was one of the first to burrow deep into the family tree of the language of Appalachia, which, though not identical, is mostly indistinguishable from Ozark talk. When it came to European holdovers, Montgomery found strong ties to different parts of the modern UK. One group of immigrants whose folkways and language patterns left an imprint on southern hill folks on this side of the Atlantic were those who came from Northern Ireland, the people we call the Scotch-Irish or Scots-Irish. If you've spent much time in the Ozarks or Appalachia, you've heard someone refer to their children as youngins or littleins. Maybe you've even heard someone use the once popular term yuns in place of that universal Southernism, y'all. One of my elders called me biggin' for as long as I could remember. Adding the un to the end of a word was a Scots-Irish thing, as was using hit for it, and the word whenever in place of the phrase at the time that. Whenever we's little uns, it snowed a right smart more. Linguists also tell us that it was those immigrants from Ulster who bequeathed the practice of compound helping verbs. Old man Smith might could help you if you ask him nice. And speaking of restless young'uns, not to mention slamming screen doors, I can almost hear Grandma say, do you uns one in or one out? The use of one in in this context? Another Scots-Irishism. But before we get ahead of ourselves and proclaim hillbilly speech and American survival of the Scots-Irish dialect, the plain old English contributed just about as much. There's this thing called a prefixing that came to the colonies from England. I'm doing it right now. Them little ones spent the whole day a-running and a-bucking out in the field. He come a-getting off that hill like somebody shootin' at him. And there's another example of an old English practice that survives to some extent, using the same form of a verb regardless of past or present tense. I run down there last week and eat me a bait of them dumplings. Boy, they was good. Despite its similarity to the Scots-Irish trade of putting an un on the end of something, ewins and biggin', Adding an N to the end of a pronoun to make it possessive is a characteristic inherited from the English. Is that dog yearn or hern? I know it ain't his'n, but that practice has mostly died out, even in the most remote hollers. Another holdover from early English is the adding of est to the end of a word for emphasis. Them Floyds is the singingest bunch of people I've ever knowed. Every night's like the Grand old Opry at their house. Why, if he ain't the beatenest thing I ever did see. In this case, the feller isn't really likely to be proficient at beating things, he's just more of a cut-up, a character. Still, linguists have been a telling us that only about 20% of the characteristics considered peculiar to Hill Country dialect are actually traceable to their European origins. Most of it was developed over here by them ancestors of mine and yourn. And every generation that passes sees a little more of that distinctiveness fade away. But languages and dialects are not fixed entities. They're living, growing, evolving things, and they always have been. Just like the countries and regions and people they represent. What seems old-timey and quaint to those of us in the 21st century would not have seemed quite so to folks in the rural Ozarks a century ago. Even less so to their ancestors a hundred years farther back. To many Americans, Ozark and Appalachian dialects smack of ignorance and backwardness. Sometimes we work to shed the most noticeable signs of our regional heritage for that very reason, consciously or unconsciously, when we go off to college or move outside of our native ground. We don't appreciate the condescension and even discrimination that a strong dialect can produce. But speech, accented by regional characteristics, just like speech incorporating racial or ethnic markers, can also be a source of pride, a point of uniqueness in an increasingly homogenous society. It can remind us of the place and people we come from, or the place that we still call home, a place that echoes with the voices of those who came before. So go right ahead on and talk Ozark all you want, and ever who K about it don't pay 'em no never mind. Here's a feller who didn't lose any sleep over the way he pronounced California. Ozarker W.T. Deathrow shared this little My State's Better Than Your State story with folklorist Mary Celestial Parlor. Back in 1955, it's courtesy of the University of Arkansas's Ozark Folk Song Collection.
13: Now, I live in Independence County, Arkansas, and, uh, and four miles is one of the finest, the nicest little t- town of about 7,000 population you ever saw. And it's an awful healthy climate here, and I'm gonna tell you something about it. We had an old man here that's 90 years old, and uh, he got word from his mother in California in that sunny climate out there that uh, that she was just about dead. And he wanted to go and see her. And we went to the old automobile junkyard, picked up scraps of automobiles, wheels in one part or another, and, put rig and rigged him up a car, and pumped up the wheels and put him in. And he drove through by himself. But when he got out there, he and went in. His mother was tickled to see him. and. Uh, she was just about dead, but she said, How did you come? He said, well, I come in a car. But well, she said, I want to see that car. I said, I just won't die satisfied till I see something of Arkansas. And they said, Well, it'd, it'd kill you to take you out there. You couldn't stand to be carried out there. And she said, Well, I just won't die satisfied till I see that car. Well, they put her on a stretcher, and they carried her out there, and the tire blew out, and she got a whip of the Independence County air and got up and walked straight back into the house by herself. And the next, next morning, she got in the car with her son, and they took the time about driving back to Arkansas. Don't ask me now whether they're still alive or not yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Blevins. As we've seen so far in this week's show, string bands play all kinds of music, from traditional fiddle tunes to lovely ballads and gospel songs. The folk trio Harmony, Mary and Robert Gillahan, and myself, specialize in three-part harmony singing. Here are a couple of songs from our repertoire, starting with a song by a legendary string band, The Carter Family.
2: But in 1988,
1: the state asked us, the three of us, to, and with my wife, to go to Kansas City to play, to represent Arkansas at a convention, the Convention of uh, American Travel, Travel Riders Association. Yeah, right. And we went up there and we had a good time and we had played so well Great. together. And on the way home, we were in a chicken place, eating some chicken, and we kind of got to talking about it and decided to become a band.
14: Maybe we should be a bona fide band. Yeah, It was really wild, too, that whole thing. Um, there were six states represented there. And um, out of all six states, we turned out to be the only musicians who actually lived in the state we were representing. A lot of people had been...
1: They just hired to they t- hired
14: to come and play the music of their state. People were like, well you're from arkansas you're like representing arkansas or like yes we are
1: well arkansas couldn't afford to hire professional <laughs> musicians <laughs>
2: tattered quilt on a goose down bed every stitch tells a story my grandma said her mama's nightgown and grandpa's pants and the dress she wore to her high school dance now wrapped at night in those patchwork scenes I waltz with grandma in my dreams my arms my heart my life entwined with water from another time It don't take much, but you gotta have some The old ways help, the new ways come Leave a little extra for the next in line Gonna need a little water
15: from another time
2: And the future are wedded there In this wellspring of my sons and daughters The bone and blood of living water And while Grandpa's hands have gone to dust Like Grandma's pump reduced to rust Their stories quench my soul and mind Like water from another time It don't take much, but you gotta have some The old ways help, the new ways come. Leave a little extra for the next in line. Gonna need a little water from another time. It don't take much, but you gotta have some. The old ways help, the new ways come. Leave a little extra for the next in line.
14: Gonna need a little water from another time. We're gonna need a little water.
2: Time. Thank you.
1: That was the folk string band Harmony. Mary sang a Carter family classic, 50 Miles of Elbow Room, and I led one of my favorite songs of all time, John McCutcheon's Water from Another Time. Every summer for many years, we would be visited by the Rowe Family Singers, a good old-time family band from the Mississippi Headwaters community of Kirkwood Hollow, Minnesota. Here they are recorded on our stage singing a couple of songs from their repertoire.
8: Goes back to why people still play classical. You know, there's history in it. There's a story behind it, um, and I think uh, a big appeal is kind of for my generation, at least, is the pushback against technology and instantaneous and always being connected to a screen. You know, going back to thinking about when folks just hung out on a front porch and played music when they were done with work. You know, and, and being able to express yourself through that medium. You know, there's something raw and honest and every day about that, that I think that people my age are really looking for.
1: was the Minnesota family string band, the Rowe family, singing the train that carried my girl from town and a song written by William York. Hallelujah. I'm ready to go. Thanks for listening to our string band show. I hope you'll listen in again next week for the latest from Ozark Highlands Radio. This is your host, Dave Smith. Have a great week.
5: Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton.